right, just before we get too far into it, we're not going to be able to have that with the paper moving stuff. Yeah, we're, yep. We're not going to be able to have any of that. <laughs> but, <laughs> all right. What if I, just, can I do it? I mean, how, how about just like put it on the table? But it's. Okay, well, now I have to readjust. No, oh, look at this guy yeah. here. Riveting nice. content. <laughs> 52 seconds. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Welcome back to the For Film Say Podcast, everybody. My name is Brandon Sheet. I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And... Jonathan Smathers. Who is now figuring out how to adjust to a wrinkly paper on a table. Yes, it sure is. Mm-hmm. But uh, actually, I feel you. Wrinkly papers are very mm-hmm. sucker. <laughs> how, how long has it been since uh, Jonathan's been here? It's been a solid, like, a couple of blocks. It's been yeah. like what was the last movie? What would he, we did um, movie. Yeah, yeah. It we was, did that you brought in. It, it was the one with um, uh, the, 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 the the lady and the guy. The Elijah lady Wood? and the guy. Yeah. Was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 that's yeah. What it was, that yeah. was the movie? Yep. You sure? I'm 100% positive. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. That was, uh, it was on Netflix, and then you came and we did. Nobody feels like home in, in this world. I don't, I don't feel, feel like, safe. I don't feel safe in this I place. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Yeah, okay, there, there we go. go. Right. That's a mouthful of a fucking title. Yeah, yeah, butcher the shit out of that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, welcome back, Jonathan. It's been a while. to be back. How's it been? Pretty good. Nice to have you. Pretty good, yeah. What's everyone been doing? Just... Working, bartending, watching movies, crying, writing, the usual. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have you know, uh, my last episode, I complained so much about my job, yeah. and then I finally left my job. Nice. Did you know? Left. I worked at uh, AMC and World Market. I left both and started two Whoa. new jobs. Whoa. Nice. That's a big jump from yeah, like... Because I was moving to Charlotte, and I wanted to work a little closer, and right. not have to drive 45 minutes for not that good of money. Yeah. yeah Plus, right. I was so tired of AMC. <laughs> obviously. How how are you finding uh, male prostitution as a uh, occupation these days though? Jaw hurts. Yeah. Jaw's a little cramped. Yes, yeah, so um, I, I would that. assume so. Yeah. But I it's only until the muscles It really get hurts to sit down. You mm. guys got a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um I'm hanging in there. All right. Yeah, cool. And uh how's the pay? It's good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh tips are good. That's good. Tips good. are better. Nice. Yeah. Just the tips? <laughs> <laughs> Not too much tip. <laughs> <laughs> too much, but yeah. yeah but no, awesome. I actually work with the Charlotte Hornets, and I also work at uh, do like administrative work at a law firm. So that's, that's a lot of fun. You work with the Charlotte Hornets? I, you know that sign in between the um, player benches? Yeah. I operate that sign. Seriously? Mm-hmm. So now every time you watch a Charlotte Hornets game and you see that sign move. That's your boy. That's, that's him. Whoa. <laughs> I may need to talk to you after this podcast. I love the Charlotte Hornets. I was paying attention to your retro Charlotte Hornets sweater that I'm a big fan of. So, yeah. That's, that's uh, pretty it's awesome. Been, uh, yeah. I get, there's only four employees mm-hmm. and it's a two-person job. So, we alternate home games. Yeah. So, I've been to like, not, like 10 or 11 home games. It's nice. been great. Hell Saw yeah. LeBron. Oh, what? Got to see Lonzo. Yeah. I saw the Warriors game, but Steph Curry was out. So was oh, fun. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I've gotten like really into basketball. Nice. I'm, I I'm, guess you don't have a choice now. Yeah. Way, <laughs> like way more into the Hornets stuff. Than, yeah. And the Panthers are doing great and the Hornets suck. So it's kind of. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Nice. The law firm jobs, the full-time job. Yeah. Um, it's a little boring right now, but it is what it is. Yeah, what, bills. What do you do and it's quiet. God, I'm so ready for a quiet work environment. Yeah. <laughs> have plenty of time to listen to a podcast, like for film's sake. Mm-hmm. This is true. Mm-hmm. Very true. So if you work in a law firm, you know where nice to go. Nice plug. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> work that on in there. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Congrats on the new job. Thank you. Congrats on the move. I saw you a couple times while you were moving, and you looked like you wanted to yeah, like, bite a shotgun. Yeah, dude. It was a pretty hectic month. Yeah. Very hectic. So sorry. Glad you made it. 
And uh, I got some beef to pick with you over okay. Star Wars. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> we got some beef to pick here. I do, but we're, I'm going to do it later. All right. Uh, what have you been up to, Chris? <laughs> I'm getting ready for this, uh, this pre-New Year's Eve. Boy, party I'm about thing. to tear yeah. that shit up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was telling Chris you weren't here. I've been mm-hmm. starving myself all day just to prepare. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's going down. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a Bambi's lot of food. going down. There's yeah. a, um, I mean, the exclusive thing is, is the venison, the deer. Yeah. You know, because you can't just go to, to Walmart and Target and pick up venison, unfortunately. Yeah, and um, spent a lot of time prepping this food, and I cannot wait to fucking smash. Where did you mm. get venison? My dad, some uh, guys that he went to high school with, they still hunt every now and again. And whenever they get some deer, they uh, they take it to the butcher and drain it out and process it okay. and you know, give it to them. Nice. So you have yeah. to have, like, connections. you got to have a connect for it, yeah. Mm. yeah. Have you ever had deer? Shit. It's delicious. God, it's amazing. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking – I had deer jerky. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty goddamn delicious. Yes, it is. Crockett oh, yeah. made that. Shout mm. out to you, Crockett. Was, yeah. Uh, what about you? What have you been up to? I'd, fucking, I've been working. Like, Same. like yeah. I work four days a week, and then yeah. I just have three days a week off. Mm-hmm. I've been working with financial aid from school. Cause yeah. They, they, they kind of fucked me. All right. Because they didn't tell me that my loans weren't working. Mm. So I, I go to register, and it's like, yeah, you have a hole in your account. And yeah. It's like, you, you haven't paid like $17,000. Sheesh. It's like, oh. Oh, that, that's good yeah, to know. Nice heads up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Uh, so I had to deal with that, and the the funds finally like came out nice. out of like my student account thing. Yeah, but I don't have I don't have classes yet. Oh, that happened <laughs> to me too. Yeah, that shit sucks. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, so, that you got to wait for them to be able to re-enroll you and everything into classes and into school and shit again. Well, th- yeah, and it was like holiday season, so mm. I couldn't really go during the week where shit happened because yeah. we were fucking closed. Yep. So now I got to go, like, after January 1, like, a stupid chihuahua with my tail between my fucking legs. Mm. Just go, like, hey, can you, like, fucking enroll me so I can go to school? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I'm pretty pissed off about that shit. Understandably so. Because uh, just tell me that my loans are not working. Yeah. And then I can figure it out, like, three months before classes end. Mm-hmm. And, and they send me one email, which I read. And I said, hey, please come to financial aid. And I ignored because I was working on my final. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. one email. And so I'm pretty upset about that. But on that, I've been working. And yeah. I, I bar has been kind to me mm-hmm. lately. For some reason, people tip. The holiday uh, season. Yeah, holiday mm-hmm. season. People mm-hmm. just find it more generously to tip. So yeah. I've, been, I've been doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Working. And you finally and got your typewriter. I that did. you've been talking about you for did. every episode. Yeah, yeah you did. You got it. <laughs> yeah. it is so exciting. It's a 1941 Royal Arrow. Mm-hmm. And it's the cutest fucking most vintage thing that I own. It is very nice. And it sounds so nice. Just yeah. saying clunk, 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 clunk. Every time you hear a letter, I fucking love it. Yeah. And it's probably my one of my favorite possessions now. Yeah. And yesterday I spent like an hour just like typing on it mm-hmm. just to see what it felt like, stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So good. Very nice. So satisfying. Hey, Brian. Very, very nice. What's up? Did you know you put your mother poster on backwards? Oh, I brought that up already. Okay. Yeah. And he did no, you didn't bring it up. I did. I brought it up. I said, why did you put it on? He said, well, my mom came in and she put huh. it on backwards. She doesn't know. I was like, well, is it printed on both sides? And then oh. it, it was a whole conversation. I thought okay. I told you about it now that you brought it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this my mom put it really on backwards. Bug, it's going to really bug me the whole episode. Yeah. I'm going to have to look away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I really want to hear about the Star Wars beef. Star Wars beef? All right. I fucking love Star Wars, as okay. you know, because we had an episode. Mm-hmm. Jonathan fucking hated Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a difference between what your opinion is and what you think this movie is. Just because you think, like, I didn't, I didn't love the movie either, you know, but critically, I have to give the movie what it is. You know, so where, where are you at on that? 
Here's my thing. <laughs> like, is your bias affecting your grade of the movie? It's a Star Wars film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm obviously not going to say it was a bad movie. Because it it's, it's hard not to be. Um, you were already jaded. And it's great. Like, yeah. it's, it's, a good, it's a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Right. Oh. That being said, it's the worst one in mm. the entire I, saga. How so? I just thought I was bored to tears. The worst? For, for the worst. I love the prequels. Like ooh, ooh. I put, I put, a couple, I put like the S- Revenge of the Sith. Is that the one? That, I mean, I, I'm, Revenge I'm, of the Sith is considered the better one of the prequels. I fucks with that. Yeah. But I put, I put Phantom Menace and like Attack of the Clones. I guess we're over. done here, right? Attack of the Clones. Go get. <laughs> like, what? Attack at, of the Clones. At, <laughs> at least they weren't. The only what? thing the that last... Fant- the only thing that I liked about the Phantom Menace was Darth Maul. I know it's in a very unpopular opinion, yeah. but yes, it is. I was very bored through mm. the Last Jedi for about an hour and a half. I liked the, I liked the uh, Ray and Luke bits, but right. I didn't yeah. give I the Rose and Finn yeah. quote unquote yeah. f- uh, romance. Yep. don't care. Me neither. Not that I didn't care. Same thing. Yeah, totally doesn't provide anything to the story. Mm. Just it was just it was a will they won't they and it's pointless. You know they're not pointless. going to that. It was pointless. Yes, I agree. Finn was very underutilized. Uh, I didn't really have much of a role in this I film. Ag- I agree. Well, he was underutilized though. He had a nice character arc that established him to be used in the next movie a lot. He better. was okay because he was pretty much he pretty much sat out this film. I didn't. Know, I don't. Yeah. I can't think of one. Good, well, not, good he's part. no longer the guy running away. He's now the guy that's in the midst of battle, fighting his old. All he cares about is just balls, like, yeah. we fight. We're fighters. We don't give up. I was just <laughs> bored. He's lame now. I feel like I that's mean, more Poe thing than, than Finn. Finn likes running away. Finn was a coward well, up Finn, until this movie. Well, mm-hmm. Finn, okay, so he's brave now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has a woman to protect. There, there's no more. Yeah, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about the fucking yeah, that's, that's My biggest gripe, though, was I hated Laura Dern. I don't know why they brought her, the, the, the purple-haired woman. Yeah, she I didn't, hate her she, didn't, she didn't need to be in the movie. Nope. And I didn't mind her. As we all know, my thing is, I don't like her because she was the one that sacrificed herself. We didn't care. I don't care that she did that. <laughs> That's true. Oh. I totally agree. It I should have like, been yeah. Carrie Fisher. It should have been Princess Leia mm. that hypersped the, sh- the ship into the other ship. Mm. That would have been don't even get me started on how she could fly. I think but, there might have been some logistics, you know, why they weren't able to get uh, Carrie Fisher on camera and, and do that scene. I think it would have been... Well, you know, they, with, they, with her being dead and everything. What, well, what now I'm it's saying. even more difficult, though, because she's <laughs> you know. alive still, mm-hmm. but, but not, yeah. not in real life. So yeah. now they're going to... Kill her off screen. Either kill her off screen, which would be a horrible thing to do for yeah. such a legendary character. character. Yeah. It would have been... And the whole movie, what has she cared about the most? The life of her crew. Yeah. So what better way to go out than I to be like, that. you guys go ahead. I'm going to save us. Yeah. And, and then sacrifice herself. Would have been so badass. I, I think that's what they would have wanted, you know, but they just couldn't do that with Carrie Fisher's, you know. Well, no, but Carrie Fisher died after they were done shooting the film. All of those scenes and everything? Every, oh, well. Everything, would, uh, the film was done mm. by the time she died. That's tough. The was that's, that's tough for the grade of the movie. Like, sheesh. Yeah. Like I, I definitely think that the general Admiral Holden, whatever the fuck her name is, I hated her every time she was on screen. God, did this, not care about hate. her. I, I, I mean, really, I like Laura Dern, but I didn't, I, I didn't. Her character was just, she didn't need to be there. It just needed mm. to be a, a Leia. Yeah. But I get it. Like it was all done before she passed away. I guess mm. it's a little difficult to rewrite some stuff. But I mm. feel like it was probably a little possible, pretty possible to Amazing. have her be the one. 
No. But uh, I liked the Kylo Ren and uh, Ray kind of dynamic going on. Yeah. Um, that was it got a little. I didn't really like how it seemed like they teamed up for a little bit, and then he was just like, "No, <laughs> let's just kill everyone." <laughs> it, it, was, it was just choppy. Uh, it wasn't paced very well. I disagree about the pacing. I thought it was paced well. I think that apart from cutting out the Finn Rose stuff, I feel like the movie had very solid pacing. Like things happen at the right time of the movie. Ray and Luke interacted at the right time. Ray was ready to embrace the dark side. Uh, we had that sort of bait and switch that we knew wasn't going to happen. Could but I was Luke secretly not have hoping... flown his ass down there? He Why do you... Since when can you astral project with the Force? It's been a thing. It's when has a... anyone ever projected an image of themselves via the Force? That's what Force Ghosts are. They're projections of first killed force what? users. The force ghosts. That's what they are. The force ghosts. They're dead. Mm. No, but that, but the, they're beings using the force to project themselves. That's what. Yeah. They're, but yeah. they're that's but they, they are. I, feel, I always feel like that was just like the ghosts. No, but yeah, like in the, the afterlife. That's yeah. still the force. When have you ever been able to do it when you're alive? Though? No, no examples before that. But it's just we. But just, no, that's what I mean. Like yeah. it, it made more sense we kind of took it as like a supernatural thing when they passed away. Mm. Like, oh, it's just the spirit of Yoda visiting me. I mean, oh, no. But we have so much uh, information showing that he's like one of the most powerful person, people to ever use the Force. You yeah. know, so if no one's ever been able to use it while they're alive to be able to project themselves like that, if anybody could do that, then it would be Luke Skywalker. I just think. That makes sense, like considering his rank, that he could probably do something like that, yeah. even though I wasn't really super impressed with it. He yeah. did it. and then Could he, he have not just flown there? No, I'm okay with him not because yeah. he, he put himself in exile because of his own personal reasons and him going out of exile would be to throw away all of those reasons and those years in solitary and I feel like it would have been more damaging for Luke's character to do that than it would have been for him to do what he did and it's more of a Jedi to do the pacifist thing and pretend to fight in, in order so that people can get away than go in there and start swinging lightsabers and kicking ass. I would have hated I, I, I don't I like know. It, I like it a lot as uh, for advertising and callback. At the beginning of the movie, you know, he's telling Ray this, like, I came here to die. I'm never going to be leaving this then, island. So by the time you see him away from the island, you're like, what the fuck? He just contradicted himself. He said one thing earlier in the movie. Well, I thought I considered know? that him being stubborn. So I figured him mm. finally realizing I need to go help mm. my sister and her people. Yeah. Let me physically get up off this island that I've been on for God knows how long. What would have changed by him going physically? It just would have seemed more braver. That, but he still Luke wasn't about bravery. He risked his life to do that. He, like that's he died not, that, was, that was another thing. Yeah. Did you not think his send-off was com- completely underwhelming? I was, it bit. was underwhelming, yes. but I was fine with it. Yes. I would have been fine with him being killed by Kylo, honestly. Nope. I don't I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have really have. wanted him to die. Yeah. But He's not the feature it, of these movies anymore. Like why is, do we why do we need a big send off for him at this I point? I figured if he would have just kind of allowed himself to be ta- like kind of in the same vein that Ben Skywalker did. Mm. It just didn't seem impactful enough for him to just still be on the island and then let me just show my projection here, and, and then I'll just wither away. It just was so I, underwhelming. I don't think that's the last time we'll be seeing Luke in, in these Star Wars movies as well, though. Here's here's my thing about because this entire movie, and I said it in the episode, but this entire movie was about being disappointed by your heroes, and then realizing there is nothing that they can do anymore. Now it's my job. So like I figure all of those thematics and all of disappointing moments that happen that you're disappointed with were on purpose because the idea was to like underwhelm you with your heroes, mm-hmm. so that you could realize that now it's now they they don't have a chance. It's now the new kid's job to do it. 
And that's why I think, and then that's why I love the movie so much. First of all, Rian Johnson did a great job uh, at like sort of taking those storytelling risks. But I loved about it is that it just like it took everything that you wanted and they just went like, "Fuck you, this is what you're getting." <laughs> I, I can, love that. I can respect that because I know he wrote and directed it. Yeah. We'll just have to agree to disagree. But yeah. it, the pacing just wasn't my the it was my biggest gripe. I was. Until Snoke was killed, I really wasn't that interested. I feel you. So, a lot of, a lot of and I want more problem. lightsaber fights. I'm sorry. I'm very selfish about my lightsaber and fights. I do want more and that's why you like the Phantom Menace. Dude, <laughs> Phantom Menace was amazing. Nah, it's a strong word. Yo, Phantom Menace is like my second all-time favorite. Like I put probably probably Return of the Jedi first and then yeah. Phantom Menace. Yeah. Mm. I'm so tired of this. Everybody <laughs> slamming my prequels. I mean, I'm not, not slamming all movies. the prequels. No, I, my prequels get slammed all the time. The prequels are good Star Wars movies. No, they are good. Some of them are good, but The Phantom Menace isn't. They're I don't good. like the midichlorian bit. I, I mean, it's, nope. it's, it's dumb. But they're good political dramas. They're flashy. It was good romance. I enjoyed the Padme. And yep, I did too. Just watch a chick flick with sword fights. <laughs> Might as well. You may as well. I like it, damn it. Mace Windu. Mm. I'm tired of these motherfucking Siths on my motherfucking planet. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. Uh, uh, Anything other than that, I still think Star Wars The Last Jedi for me is the most important movie in the franchise. I Mm. think it's going to be like in five years, people are going to just be like, oh, that movie that we all hated, pretty great, actually. How many times have you seen it? uh, One. The same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to see it again. I I still got to take Lauren to see it, so who knows? Maybe I'll come around. I feel you. Um... I saw Lady Bird today. Yes. Uh, fucking loved Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. That is a great fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I cried very hard watching that movie. I was disastrously sad yeah. watching that fucking movie. And it was great. I've been meaning to see it for ages. Yeah. Before today's episode to discover the fucking top 10 of my year. Mm-hmm. And I had my list. And then I watched Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. And now I got to like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And I literally just came out of seeing it. So whatever the fuck. Uh, anything other than that, I just been I've been dealing with the fact that I know that I'm an obsessive person. All right. That uh, okay? You seem very. I'm like subdued. really trying to get into this top ten. Oh, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> go, go ahead. Um, uh, obsessive. Uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, it's, yeah, I, I've just been dealing with the fact that I really am like the sort of obsessive mm. person that like fixates you and I are on, the same. on one idea. Yeah, mm. I sort of fixate on one idea. And I, I I can't let it go in my head yeah. for about uh, I don't know two weeks, mm-hmm. and it just keeps fucking rummaging in there, and it just keeps making holes inside my fucking brain yeah. until I'm just like sitting in my bed one day, shaking with rage, going like, God damn it! I just want to have another thought for a while. Huh. So I've been dealing with that shit, and I don't like it. I don't like it one fucking bit. I think it's the worst part of like I I hate spending time alone mm. because that is the only time. When I, my brain just immediately goes back to the like obsessive thought, and they're usually about like talking with somebody or something I said to somebody, or like a relationship that I wish I had with somebody, and it's just fucking there every time. So I've been dealing with that shit, and it makes me fucking furious, and I don't know how to deal with it, and I should probably go to a therapist to deal with it because it's it's getting annoying. It's it's making me want to. Well, drink. addressing it really helps. That's a good first step. So yeah, it does. Because I'm I'm kind of the same way. It it sucks. It's 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 part of all that anxious energy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I, I, I like myself at this point. So it's like mm-hmm. I don't have the same input like today as I did some years ago. But like, yeah, I felt the same way. But it's just 
I noticed that that made me uncomfortable. So it was kind of the, um, what we used to talk about driving into the uncomfortability. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, this is something that makes me uncomfortable. So I'm like, let's go do it. Let's go sit in the room. Let's turn the lights off. Let's turn TVs off, phones, everything, and just sit with myself. And I'm like, if I can't be comfortable in my own body and comfortable in myself, then I'm not going to be comfortable around other people either. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's that kind of that, like you said, just be, being anxious, having that anxiety. So, I mean, it starts with yourself. So, I mean, I've tried that multiple times. I spent hours, six hours, seven hours by myself days, in a room. Days, weeks, going, yeah. yeah. I've done it. I've yeah. fucking done the whole meditation, mm. Goku flying to Namek sort of moment, like the Naruto going sage mode bullshit. I've, yeah. I've tried it. It doesn't, it, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> I, 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 it's too much of it, and mm. it doesn't work, and i got to find a new way to deal with it. Um, but that's... Let's get into this fucking top 10 because Chris is getting fucking desperate. <laughs> I'm just trying to vomit out emotions and feel better about myself, but I guess movies are the things that you guys come here for, so I'm just going to go fuck myself. <laughs> yes, please do that. <laughs> God damn That's it. nice to address it, though. <laughs> fuck. Let's it's, go. They don't want to hear just our opinions. They want to know what's going on in your lives. Yeah, a bit, yes. No, not true. according to Chris. I just want to know what the best movies of the year are. Well, so that's, that's what we're going to do. A, I'm going to cut the episode off, Jonathan. It's an I'm exciting cut episode. It. I'm trying to stick <laughs> up for you. <laughs> I don't watch the defense. We're going to cut it off. <laughs> You're we're right. all doing really okay. Yeah. I think. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And like it was a whole task of like going through so many different songs and then trying to find one that like fits that well. Yeah, no, no, I feel you. I totally just forgot. I remember when we were recording. I was just if you feel like the For Film State podcast should change their intro music after 101 episodes, write in or comment. Let them know. That would work. I'm trying to get something changed around here. Yeah. I mean, if, if you correspond with us, if you write in, you know, like some snail mail or, you know, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter, you know, yeah. That's it. All right, so fuck it. Welcome back. Uh, Chris is desperate. Yes. So we're going to get this fucking started. Uh, top 10 movies of the year for each of us. Ron is very angry about this uh, top 10. <laughs> I am, I'm just angry in general. That's part of the problem. That is what I wanted to say mm. in the fucking opening. I'm just an angry man, and I don't know how to deal with it yet. Mm. That's the problem. That's me. <laughs> All right. So I just deal with it. This is what I, you're going to get today. I don't like dealing with that kind of energy. Yeah. Like, well, shit, man. <laughs> Hold on. Let's, let's like, like take a, a whole a minute <laughs> and just like... Calm the energy down in the room and, you know, let's, let's all... You like, cut the minute off, so now you get like, to deal with it. <laughs> Top 10. Who goes first? Oh, all right. So, so we're doing this. All right. Um, so I started with my honorable mentions for uh, 2017. I have my top 10, uh, three honorable mentions. Uh, the first one was... Uh, Wait, before we start, uh, mm -hmm. we should say that we're doing the same thing that we do last year, but just in case you weren't around, mm -hmm. we're going to go around the room and give like our top 10 movies of the year. Yep. And then Chris is going to average the scores that we give it mm -hmm. or the position that they're in the thing. And then we're going to come up with the sort of collaborative top 10 movies of the year yep, type yep. thing. Hey. Cool. All right. Uh, starting with honorable mentions. Um, this one came out on Netflix. It was uh, the Merowith stories, new and untold. Uh, it, uh, it starred. Um, let me see. Uh, shit. Uh, Adam Sandler, who gave one of the best performances that I've seen from Adam Sandler, just bar none, period, in, in this film. Um, uh, who was it was a number of other, uh, Ben Stiller. Ben, ben Stiller was in and Dustin Hoffman, and it was amazing. Like I really wanted this to make my top ten, but it didn't come out in theaters, so it technically, you know, wasn't that kind of release. Uh, so I didn't put it up there. But um, a very very good movie. Wait, cool. just because it didn't come out, I, it, it I, didn't get a, a theater release but that, at all. That would dictate if it would be on your list or not. 
if it didn't get a theater release at all, like the movie, um, what's the movie? It's, a, mo- it's a movie, though. It didn't it, get a theater release? Out, but it came out this year. It's a movie. Uh, I'm with John. It was tough. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's I a could, movie I and it came have, out this year. Like like something like, um, what was the movie that was uh, Idris Elba was in a couple of years ago? was Beast one of their no first. Nation. Beast of No Nations. Like, okay, mm-hmm. that's a movie. Like, it's a Netflix movie, but you at least gave it a theater release. And it's even if it's there for a week, it gets that theater release. Same thing with Bright, uh, Will Smith's movie. It's a Netflix movie, but you at least get the release. But but I, I get your guys' logic as well. Yes. Theater release. release? Yes. Gross. Yeah. Bright? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bright was in theaters? Yes, it was. Yeah, if, if you don't if you don't get released in theaters, then you can't get the same nominations when the Oscars come up. So it's like certain movies do it and certain movies don't. Wait, so Bright was in theaters? Yes. Limited but, release. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Have you seen it yet? No, but I really want to. I don't. I don't. I don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. It's not terrible. Like it's like a C plus movie. It's like if you no. watch it at home. It's, it's Rotten Tomatoes enough. is janky. I've been saying this for fucking a year oh, yeah. now, two years. Yeah. Like fuck Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. man. Like fucking ass clowns. Uh, but let's <laughs> let's see if we can get through this though. Um, but the uh, that's the Merowith stories, new and untold. Uh, the next one, the Lego Batman movie. Like oh, people, yeah, I didn't see that. Like, uh, that that movie was fucking awesome. Um, who was it? Will Arnett, I believe, who's yeah, played Batman so. in this. Uh, it was it was really smart. It was will, really witty. Um, it was the best animated movie that I've seen this year. It he was also really, played. Really good. Uh, he also plays Bojack Horseman, right? He will does. Arnett? Yeah. Hell yeah. And um, for uh, the last honorable mention was John Wick Chapter Two. Uh, this was maybe one of the best action movies, maybe the best action movie that I've seen this year. John Wick Chapter Two. I really enjoyed it. Um, very, 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 very good movie from uh, Keanu Reeves. Like his, yeah. uh, the way that the, the the time that he spent, the preparation, working with guns and everything, uh, the stuff that he did, he made it look really good. I That's honorable the, mentions. The name of the director, but the director also gets a lot of credit for being a stuntman in the industry and like just working with Keanu to the level that they did to make that movie come to life. Oh, yeah. um, but that's, that's the end of honorable mentions. Uh, starting off with my number 10 is going to be Thor Ragnarok. Interesting. Thor Ragnarok. Uh, that came out with like three, uh, two months ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very, very uh, funny movie. It had a lot of uh, good comic relief. Now, I can't even say comic relief because there wasn't much tension to be relieved. It was a comedy. comedy. Yeah. It was just a comedy. Yeah. And, um, I, I don't know, as, as someone who really loves the, the Marvel Universe at points and respects a lot of the characters, I didn't feel like Thor really fit in with what Thor is as far yep. as what I've read from comic books and collecting the cards. But the movie was very funny, and I was entertained, and anybody can go see this movie and not you know leave upset about it. Hey, we're going to gonna ride this ship. Uh, you want to come? <laughs> <laughs> did, you know, did you know that guy's the director? Sure yeah, did. Taika. Yeah. 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 How do you say his name? Taika Waititi. Taika sounds like white titty. Taika white titty? Yeah, Taika sounds like white, white titty. titty. Taika yeah. white titty? Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely, it's, I think it's still currently the highest rated Marvel movie. I think it so. Maybe. On IMDb. Yeah. Maybe. It, 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 it was really great. Well. It was so much fun. The first two were so serious. Yeah, and mm. grim and like not fun at all. But this one was fucking great. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hello, it, new it dog. It was colorful too. Very colorful, yeah. I noticed. That was a good and, uh, one. Taika's a really good director. He did Hunt for the Wilder People too, mm-hmm. which That's I still good. haven't watched, but it's on my list. That's a good one. People fucking love that movie. Go ahead. I haven't seen that one. Uh, number nine is uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Uh, we just talked about that for quite a while during the uh, our opening. Uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. I mean, anything you, that you want to know about that, listen to the opening if you haven't already. Yeah. Or um, the episode that we did exclusively about the Star Wars: The Last. Oh Jedi. yeah, we did a whole episode yeah. about Star Wars: The Last Jedi. So yeah, you can hear all about that. That is my number nine um, nice. movie. May uh, the force be with you. May the force. May the fourth be with you as well. Mm. Yeah. Fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the uh, my number eight movie. Uh, this movie was very highly critically acclaimed when it came out, and um, directed by Patty Jenkins is uh, Wonder Woman. A uh, Wonder Woman number eight movie. I when I seen this movie, I was a bit 
underwhelmed, but mm-hmm. when you look at what they did and all the technicalities in writing and editing and just as a movie-going experience, I mean, it's an overall good movie that you can't really take that much away from. And I like to seeing Gal Gadot be able to hold her own movie and actually bring back money in the box office. So, I mean, we'll be seeing a lot more from but Gal But not Gadot. only the Gal Gadot, like, sustain her entire movie mm-hmm. but she's half the reason why the justice like didn't do as badly as oh yeah oh so. yes <laughs> great point definitely so like yeah mm-hmm. she she held it down mm-hmm. uh but that's uh that's number eight and that's wonder woman uh number seven is spider-man homecoming you have a surprisingly surprising amount of hero movies yeah yeah, yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, Spider-Man, I uh, I really, really enjoy Spider-Man Homecoming. And I guess like back to 2017, there were so many uh, Marvel, DC, and uh, those type of movies. And they were actually exceptionally pretty good this yeah. year. I, I love Spider-Man Homecoming. It was a really solid film. Spider-Man Homecoming. I really, really enjoyed it. It, it had a very sharp whip, sharp whip uh, wit. And it brought you into 2017 yep. with uh, the high school students and the technology. And I, I enjoyed that a mm-hmm. lot. And they also made fun of Captain America. They the did. guy who's, you know, just like the milk drinker, cookie cutter, <laughs> you know, just straight uh, edge type boring, of guy. Yeah. yeah. And they actually like made fun of that. So it's like it's good that you're a bit self-aware of what your character is. Were you on my boat about not liking Captain America? I don't, I don't remember if you agree with me or not. I'm the one that started the Captain America. <laughs> okay. Thing. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think I remember that from like a year and a half yes. ago. <laughs> Big debate. Um, what? Oh my God. I don't think it's interesting. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does look good with a beard, though. Still yeah, he looks badass in the new yeah. trailer. Chris Evans? Yeah. Yes, he does. He, he looks can cool. Get it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was, uh, that was number seven Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, number six, Logan. Uh, Logan is um, is different from any other like superhero type movie that you're ever gonna see. It's um, it's actually a western, yeah. and it's it's done very very well. I mean, it's I was a bit bored the first time that I watched it. I've watched it three times now. We actually did an episode on yep. the uh, the noir, the Logan black and noir. white uh, version of it. And the same thing is like Wonder Woman. The my entertainment, your entertainment value might not be that high if you're just clicking through the channels and Logan is on. It's like, oh, let me see something. You may be a bit bored, but if it's a movie that you're paying attention to and you want to know what's going on in a movie, Logan, you can't really take much from that movie. I mean, it's it's very good. Gorgeously composed, it was violent too. Violent, I too. like that. Yeah. Oh, it definitely was. Take it even like a little step above Deadpool, honestly. I think in violence, the violence, yeah, because yeah. yeah. it didn't play it for comedy. It was, it was good, just violence. Yeah. yeah, very gritty. Oh yeah, I loved it. Uh, num- number five, and uh, that w- that was the last uh, superhero type movie uh, in the top ten. Number five, just seen this movie uh, not too long ago, uh, starring uh, the Franco brothers. Uh, this is uh, the Disaster Artist. Mm-hmm. The, the Disaster Artist, as everybody knows, is a um, is a parody from The Room. I guess it's not, not a talking about. It's a, a it's, a, it's a movie based on the book, oh, based on the, on the making of meta. the movie. Yeah, like kind of meta. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So, um, so anybody that's seen the room, uh, and if you've seen the Disaster Artist, and even at the end of the movie, they show clips just showing you how closely they're replicating these oh, scenes, yeah. and it's 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 so good. It's um, it's it was tough leaving this movie at number five. I really wanted to boost it to four, three, or two. Like it was. It it was a very very funny movie. It was enjoyable. It was it's a movie that I can watch next year, three years from now, five years from now, when anyone's in the room, and I don't have to explain why this movie is good. You know, it's just it's funny, right. and uh, I really enjoyed that. But that's uh, the disaster artist at number five. Uh, number four, Get Out. Get Out Damn came right. out at the beginning of this <laughs> of this movie, uh, at the beginning of this of this year, and um, uh, the impact that it had 
I feel like is a bit more than what the actual movie is. You know, the impact just left a crater into a movie society and film critics and people giving it 100 on Rotten Tomatoes and 99 because of the subject matter and the, uh, the discussion around the movie. And I feel like that may be a bit bigger than the worth of the actual movie. Right. So um, I, put, I put Get Out at number four. I like the social commentary and I like what's being said in it. It's directed very well. It's written very well. And I like the mix of comedy and horror and a bit of drama in there. And it's, the acting is pretty good, too. And um, th- that's a get out for my number four. Cool. Uh, now moving into the top three. Number three, Baby Driver. You got them right. Baby Driver. This is a Edgar Wright movie. Um, I think. Did you? Yeah, we all want to see this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, saw it together. we all want to see this movie together. And um, immediately, as soon as this this movie came on, is you you know that you're watching something different. You're uh-huh. not just watching a regular director out here. I mean, it's. It's, it's amazing from beginning to end. It's filmmaking at its best. Like it's, it's from someone who clearly knows what they're doing. Um, it, it, give, it gives you all aspects, uh, visual, uh, musical. I mean, it's, it's everything. I mean, it's a very, very good movie. The acting is done very well. Um, it's a bit cheesy, but that's kind of what he goes for. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I enjoy that movie a lot, and it's hard to take things away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baby yeah. Driver, number three. Uh, no, number two is a movie that you were talking about just a minute ago, Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Lady Bird, man. Now, what a fucking movie Lady Bird was. Lady Bird. Was <laughs> I, I enjoyed Lady Bird so much. Like, I don't, I don't want to compare it to any other, like, uh, teenage coming of age or teenage angst uh, type movies, but that's what I thought about when I seen it, and I was like, I love this like i don't need to see any other versions of this any of this type of character mm-hmm. you know the the teenage boy or girl who's pissed off with her mom and all of this i don't need to see that anymore again i've seen it in lady Bird. it was definitely the most real interpretation of that type of movie from what yeah yeah, yeah. in my opinion it was I, I really i really enjoyed lady bird and like you said it, it leaves you with emotion oh yeah you, know, you yeah. can't you can't just sit there and have that movie play at your face and not experience something no i cried like watch that yeah. i like stayed like 10 minutes after the credits and i just went like fuck yes <laughs> yes i mean it, it really leaves you with an experience but uh lady bird that's um shit i can't remember her name and i hate just calling Sorcy her Ronan. Thank you. It's yes. pronounced uh, so, Searsha. Searsha? Searsha. Fucking Irish. Searsha. 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 She's uh, the longtime sorry, girlfriend of she's a longtime girlfriend of Noah Baumbach. He's the director of the movie uh, the, the Merowith stories. Uh, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. No, they, that's Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee do what? Jennifer Jason Lee and Noah Baumbach were together mm. for like eight years. They have a kid together. They divorced. I, I don't. Are they currently? Currently. It, current, oh, okay. Currently. I thought you meant like they've been at it for a long time. No, no, no. Currently. I mean, but I'll have to look on uh, the end of the. I, I heard, did not know that. I heard this on a podcast. She was on Mark Maron's podcast a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago talking about the movie, and that's where she was talking about her and Noah's relationship. You're talking about. Are you talking about Searsha or the You're director? The director. I think I'm, I'm talking about the director, not yeah. the actor. Okay, the I got confused. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah, not the actor. Director is Greta Grenwig? Greta, yes, Greta, Greta something, yeah. yeah Greta, Greta Gerwig. Gerwig. Yep. Gerwig, yeah. yeah. So um, whatever whatever she's gleaning from, from him and whatever he's gleaning from her, they're both making very, very good movies, and I enjoy it a lot. Nice. But uh, that's that's number two in Lady Bird. And number one should be of no surprise if you guys haven't seen it, then you need to be seeing this movie immediately because it is the best movie that I've seen in, in years. It is amazing. Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water. 
God I mean, damn. this the the movie like the movie ended, and it's like you know how like when you're seeing like a Marvel movie, or mm. you know, and then you stay after the credits because you know something else is gonna happen. Yeah. Like this movie ended, and I knew nothing else was gonna happen, but I couldn't just get up and walk out of the theater. Like I wanted <laughs> to just sit there in it and it was just like what the fuck did i just see what just what did i just experience like i just i wanted to sit there in the feeling and i noticed a number of other people did the same thing just sitting there until all the lights are up and people are coming up trying to clean and shit like that movie is amazing i went to see it with uh jonathan and louise Mm -hmm. and like it 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 took me and Louise like a couple of minutes before we're like, all right, I guess we should leave. Shit, yeah. I'm glad you didn't look to your left. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there it was so yeah, yeah so good. There yeah. was something in it um because I'm about to pass it off to Jonathan. He's gonna mm-hmm. do his, his next one. But as you noticed in Lady Bird, they said something about that when um they were she was in the car with her mother and then they finished listening to something and then the daughter she was like, okay, let's put something else on. Mm-hmm. And the mother was like, can we just like sit with this we'll for a moment and just to, just yep. absorb this this moment? And that's what I felt like in The Shape of Water. I was like, I don't need to anything anything else to interact with anything just let me sit here in this moment and absorb this movie you know but uh jonathan that, that was my top 10 cool that's a good list yeah. uh so i wanted to do it a little differently than what i did uh, last year's when we did our top 10 yes. yeah. i think i put a lot of emphasis on dramas yeah okay. and i wanted to explore like other aspects to my list like what would make a movie go be on my list right. uh, i went for more repeat value uh there's a lot of good dramas that i saw this year but uh as far as like would i watch them again i probably is the mic okay no No, yeah that's just me yeah uh as far as would i watch them again Mm. um at least probably not for a while so i wanted more more movies that were more exciting a little bit more fun Mm. uh also more stylistic explored more of a director's vision more formalism kind of movies uh so uh, some of my honorable... What you throw in terms around like formalism? <laughs> Lawn Bumgarner, thank you. Hey, shout out. Uh, so my honorable mention, I won't like describe them all, but uh, a couple of my honorable mentions, I put Lady Bird, uh, Three Billboards... Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? The he just l- described this whole process. Lady Bird's not on my top ten. Like, okay, that, that's what Great I movie. Mm. Um, and there are... Uh, how do I say it? Oh, let me finish. Oh. My honorable mentions are three, uh, Lady Bird, Three mm. Billboards, mm. The Big Sick, Logan, Killing of a Sacred Deer, uh, and Get Out. So, nice. And there are some other good ones, Thor as well. Yeah. But yeah, this didn't quite make my list. You've uh, also watched a lot more movies. I've watched oh, a ton yeah. of movies. They're yeah. fantastic That's movies, true. those yeah. movies mm-hmm. that I mentioned. Yeah. But uh, and a lot of these movies did exp- uh, explore like a, a store like stylistic mm-hmm. from the director, uh, especially Killing of a Sacred Deer. I yeah. love the like Yorgos Lanthimos. Mm-hmm. All of his I movies are all kind of the same. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah. There's just a couple movies that I felt like did it a little bit better. Mm. So that being said, number ten, my movie, my number ten is going to be Captain Underpants. All right. Just hear me out. It wasn't. It wasn't. I'm not. I know you're probably thinking once you've heard. So once you've heard my honorable mentions, you probably think I'm trying to be a radical or something. No, but you're you're trying to be a troll. Is what you're trying to I'm really right not. I, they were. I, uh, Captain, Captain Underpants, Underpants is better than Lady Bird. I support you. Captain I support Under, you. Captain Underpants. This isn't a safe place for you right now. Captain Underpants <laughs> was fun. It was fun, and it was an excellent kids movie. Yes, it was. Entertaining for adults. Yep. Great pacing. Great humor. 
Uh, I found it very creatively inspiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was a great message for anyone in a creative field yeah. to show that just the imagination has no bounds. Mm-hmm. I loved the overall message. It was silly and it was fun. Okay. And I just got, I was very into it and I would watch it again and again. If right. you, so that's another thing, reason yeah. why it's in my top 10. If you heard to anything he said at the beginning, though, mm-hmm. he said that he took a break away from drama. Oh, no, I heard it all. But, but I, here's my I, thing I, I Lady wanted Bird, to make a point. I La- wanted to make a point that, like, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> is the story in Lady Bird. Uh, is the story in Captain Underpants better than Lady Bird? Absolutely yes. not. I think no. it kind of is. The story in Captain Underpants? The story in, in Lady Bird is just the story we've seen a million times it's, before. You're right. Then that's another reason why it made it into my. It didn't make it into my top ten. It was just kind of a, a plain, you know, coming of age drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was it was a beautiful film. Yeah. But uh, just I don't know when I'm gonna watch it again. You know what I mean? I it, support that, you, just man. Doesn't have that effect right. on me. I'm I'm following your choices. I'm intrigued okay. now. So, you have my attention. So, uh, <laughs> number ten, and plus, I'm I love the books, yeah. so it's just fun to see. I remember you talking about those. Yeah. Uh, number nine is going to be forty-seven meters down. Uh, <laughs> uh, excellent, excellent survival. It's gotten panned by critics, but yeah. it's an excellent survival movie. It's probably the most suspenseful movie that I have seen in years. Is that the Literally movie? gripping the edge of my seat with my mother type of suspense it's about you know what it's about is yeah, a Franco it's a, movie? no it's about some ladies that get stuck 47 meters into the ocean in a shark cage mm. but but their oxygen tanks running out yeah. there's this shark looming over above them and mm. they got to make it to the surface before they suffocate right they drown yeah. yeah so i th- th- the story I, is practically non-existent right there's not much going on but in terms of grabbing my attention and drawing me in and making me just completely writhe in anxiousness and terror that's why it it's made it onto my list mm, all right. uh, uh, if you remember this movie and this is not i'm not shitting on you for being for shitting on you i'm just saying when i saw this movie did you trailer, see it no no, no when i saw it? the trailer for this movie i shouted i told the story it was me and five other people in the cinema mm. the trailer came on and I audibly went like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and was, everyone in the audience laughed with me. Yeah. So it's definitely, the trailer did not do it justice. I haven't seen the movie. No, trailer did not do it yeah. justice. The, the reviews uh, apparently aren't doing it justice they don't, as well. That's, that's fine. Because <laughs> they, they probably looked in Because there's not much story going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's probably like five minutes of the movie. Okay. Once they get in the water, it is, gets great. It's right. so good. All okay. Right. <laughs> Number eight is going to be a cure. I, lo- I love you, Jonathan. A cure for wellness. Cure for wellness. I All did right. not see that one. Now we're actually getting somewhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> a cure for wellness has probably got the most campy potential of 2017. Right. Uh, not the best reviews, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely has a certain quality in it that would bring in a very select kind of fan Could base. Could you remind me of what a cure for wellness was? Uh, it was. A, it's like a. It's directed, written, and directed by Gore Verbinski. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about two and a half hours long. It's pretty long. Um, it's got starring Dane DeHaan, who's one of my favorite uh, actors. Okay. Uh, he goes to a mental institution, um, or no, he goes to. Um, I think I, I got. Uh, I got you. An ambitious young yeah. executive is sent to retrieve his company CEO from um, from a mystery mysterious wellness center at a remote location in the Swiss Alps. He soon suspects that the spa's miraculous treatments are not what they seem. Uh, when he begins to unravel his terrifying secrets, uh, his sanity is tested. Yes, uh, I liked the washed-out colors in it. Uh, yeah. I like that kind of color tone. It was uh, beautiful and twisted and gross. Like yeah. I, I liked that a lot. Nice. Um, so it was great. That sounds interesting. And uh, had a good twist at the end, too. 
All right, number seven is going to be a pretty popular one, um, The Shape of Water. Nice. Uh, definitely <laughs> probably the, the most romantic movie of 20. Chris is, <laughs> right Chris is in his chair going Chris like, is, <laughs> Chris is beside himself. I'm saying nothing. I'm letting you have your time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super into this list. I'm just fucking The Shape of Water is the most romantic movie, yeah. I think, of 2017. Mm-hmm. I loved the swamp green colors, the kind of pale green color mm-hmm. tone of it. Uh, that was really fun. Um, beautiful story. Awesome effects. Amazing makeup. I love the swamp. The... What the, do you call What's his official title? Merman? The amphibian the, man merman? or something like that? Yeah, I'm going to call him a merman. Uh, I have a soft spot for creatures and like fantasy stories, yeah. um, kind of like Del Toro. So that's kind of uh, another reason why I made my list. I like that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, number six is going to be Baby Driver. Nice. Uh, need I really say much? Best editing of 2017, no question. Best editing in the last like five years yeah. alone. Like, Badass so music, good. fun, yeah. high octane action. <laughs> Every time I still hear Bright and Rock, I get excited. <laughs> yeah, like bell bottoms, like yeah. amazing. So nice. great. Number five is going to be one of my indie favorites, probably the best indie film of 2017. Right. It, uh, it was Good Time. Yep, Good Time. Directed by uh, Benny and Josh Safdie. I've uh, really been following these guys um, for like the majority of their career. They started out making a lot of um, very poorly made <laughs> short films, but I love their grind. Okay. Uh, I've watched a documentary on them as well. Got a got a lot of love for them. Uh, I love the editing and the kind of synth neo soundtrack. Mm. Um, it didn't have that very like neo noir type feel to it. Like, yeah, when you watch it though, it's got or? a lot of synth like synth wave music. I like that a lot. Nice. Kind of a Blade Runner kind of feel. Uh, yeah. It was intense and it was uncomfortable. Uh, every shot was a very tight close up, mm-hmm. so it brought a lot of unpredictability to the mm-hmm. characters and their actions. Um, I never really knew what was going to happen next, yeah. so it, it it was suspenseful and I liked that a lot. Um, really drew me in. Nice. Right. So number four is going to be Brigsby Bear. Uh, I've seen that. Definitely the cutest movie of 2017. Uh, it was directed by Dave McCary or McCory. Mm. Okay. Written by Kyle Mooney, who's a f- uh, one of my favorites on Saturday Night Live, and it also stars him. Uh, very whimsical and cute. Uh, oh wait, that is that wasn't T.J. Miller. No. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was. Very scary. heartfelt story. Um, made me laugh. Made me cry. Is is it's just a, such a cute film. Nice. Everyone should watch it. All right, <laughs> moving on to number three is going to so be excited. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That's in there. I didn't get a chance to see twenty forty nine. Wow! Oh, oh really? my god! Yeah, really good. Um, no doubt, best drama, sci fi of twenty seventeen. Mm. Um, best script, best pacing, excellent pacing, beautiful nice. film, uh, gorgeous film. Uh, Who was the Villanueva's right? That was his director of this. Oh one? yeah, and okay. I've. Even her, if you've listened to any episode I've been on, I've mm. constantly deep throat Denny Villeneuve. <laughs> Everything oh, yeah. he touches is magical. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a gorgeous filmmaker. Yes, amazing. Uh, excellent soundtrack too. Mm. Um, what do you call cyberpunk? Kind of. Uh, they call it. I call it. Uh, it's I like that aesthetic yeah. a lot. Uh, visually stunning, and I, and then I wrote Denny Villeneuve, God. So, <laughs> all, right. all right. So number two is going to be. Uh, the uh, Passion Project of James Franco, The Disaster Artist. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, funniest movie, probably, of 2017, in my opinion. Uh, great comedy. Um, such a great idea uh, to turn one. You guys ready to do this again? Yeah. We uh, <laughs> we, we had a little technical uh, di- difficulty. A little? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, but, uh, yeah, we're back, though. Yeah, fucking audition glitched. Uh, so now we got to do... 
uh, a little bit of it, a little bit of it back. So sorry for the weird splurt in the middle, um, but that's what happened. Fucking technology. So essentially, Jonathan. we recorded the whole podcast, and now yes, we're gonna redo it. Yes, <laughs> we're only gonna redo so it. So uh, it, it, it might sound a little more robotic this time around, just because. We got all our all opinions out in the air. What, what Jonathan, what the Jonathan is saying is, go ahead and turn the podcast off and stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, a li- I'm sorry, guys. I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed. I know. Has this happened before? Uh, no. We we lost an episode one time. I mean, lost I mean, not this way, but yeah. I yeah, guess, we, yeah, we've lost episodes before. Yeah. We have to do it again. Do the whole episode. Yeah. Um, but what was your number two, Jonathan? So we got cut off after number one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, number or, two. The, the the last bit of number two. Mm. The last thing you said, it was such a good idea to turn such a bad movie into an Oscar baby. That was the okay. last thing you said. Okay, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so my number two... <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. My number two was The Disaster Artist. Nice. Uh, great comedy, probably the funniest movie of 2017. Um, yeah. Such a great idea for a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent acting from the Francos. Mm-hmm. Uh, we discussed earlier how... Well, we, what did you think when you seen James Franco acting beside of uh, Dave Franco? <laughs> <laughs> Great that you mentioned that, Chris. Yeah. Uh, I like them together. I like the I like the brother dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy Dave Franco. I think he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed him in the Easy TV yeah. series. Yeah. Uh, James Franco is a great Renaissance man. Oh, in film. Uh, I mean, you just came up with that word pretty quickly. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's right on the money. No it's not said, like I fed you that in the. No, you didn't. Uh, what's up? All, okay, Yeah, James Franco, great. Uh, <laughs> He's at that point right now that Spider-Man's over. He does a lot of passion projects, it yep, seems. Yep. Um, does, yeah. you know, uh, soap operas. It's, yes. He's, yeah. fun, he's a fun guy. He does. Uh, I like anything he attaches his name to. All right. Uh, number one, um, I'm going to you know, I'm gonna repeat exactly what the fuck I said about this movie. Word it was for gr- word. Right. It, <laughs> because it was a great film. Mm. Uh, my most anticipated movie of 2017. The Emoji Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually watched that, and I walked out... Uh, I walked out probably nine ten minutes into it. I don't blame you. I couldn't take. I couldn't take it. I don't really ever walk out of movies, but Emoji Movie was unbearable. I bet. All right. So number one was uh, the scariest movie of 2017, Andy Muschietti's and also Stephen King's project. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. Uh, excellent pacing. I fell in love with the story. I was. I loved the book. I read mm-hmm. it earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, very fresh take on a classic story. Extra points to making an even scarier villain in the original. Nice. Uh, Which is rare. Uh, An excellent portrayal of Pennywise from Bill Skarsgård. I loved the sound mixing. They knew the perfect time to include their music Mm. and the right sound to add to uh, the fear and suspense while also not oversaturating the film with a bunch of music or unnecessary jump scare sort of sounds. Right. Um, Essential... That's pretty essential to horror films uh, that we don't see enough. Yeah. Uh, too much demon possession in horror movies, I feel. Mm. Uh, it's great to see a clown. We're all fucking terrified of clowns. <laughs> uh, really yeah, redefine right. the horror genre. Um, I think horror is heading in, a right di- in the right direction. We mm. get a lot of good films. Every year we get probably one or two gems uh, in, the, in the horror genre. Yeah. Do, do you have um, any examples of... Uh, <laughs> I, funny that you mentioned that, Chris. I do. Uh, the Witch. Oh, The Witch, yeah. yeah you know, right. I... Slopped all over the we'll witch's the knob. Witch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Slopped, it follows was knob. it follows was great. I don't like it follows that much. Oh, right. oh wow, really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, I think horror is heading the right direction uh, with 
making us genuinely terrified while simultaneously giving us great stories with characters that we really care about. Yeah. Cool. So it was my number one movie of 2017. All right. Can I just shout out to 3-6 Mafia for the Slop on My Knob song? That's like fucking hilarious. The, uh, mm, what, what made you think of that? Slop on My Knob. Oh, you said you just said, oh, yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> I, I, I love that song. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, so uh, we're going to run through my list, my honorable mentions. Uh, Atomic Blonde. I think it's a fantastic action spy thriller. It was mismarketed as a female John Wick. It is not. I saw the movie twice. Mm. It is a spy thriller with a fantastic performance from Charlize Theron and, and choreography that's as good, if not, uh, that's slightly less effective than John Wick's, mm. but still as good for the purposes of the movie. Okay. Loved Atomic Blonde. Nice. Mother gave me anxiety. I mm. didn't like the movie at all. I mm. thought the movie was like a bunch of like jerk-off directorial bullshit. Mm. Um, but the experience of watching the movie and having anxiety with all the close-up shots the warm colors, the allegory for the Bible, Javier Bardem and Jennifer Lawrence, mm-hmm. uh, definitely make it into my top ten. I mean, to my honorable mentions, oh. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, I didn't enjoy the movie, uh, but the experience of the movie is one that I remember, no yep. matter how much I try to forget about it. Mm-hmm. So I figured it goes in the honorable mentions. Yep. Uh, my next honorable mention is Thor. Uh, funny movie, great job from Taika Waititi. Probably yep. the funniest movie that Marvel has currently available. I so refuse white to titty. believe that's how you say his last name. It's white There's titty. There's no way. I, I'm pretty it's sure Taika it's Taika Waititi. White titty. titty. Yeah. White titty. Poor what? kid. <laughs> hey, white titty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. At least it's kind of brown. Guess it balances out. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. We'll Google it later. I'm gonna roll uh, with it because I like how it sounds. Yeah, it's I like that. Fucking great, Taika yeah. Waititi. Um, but he did he did Sorry. a great fucking job uh, mm. directing this movie. Uh, Thor was finally fun, yeah. and uh, I enjoyed it a lot. But again, honorable mentions. All right. Uh, my next honorable mention is Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, mm. uh, purely because of um, Martin McDonough's dialogue. Mm. I love Martin McDonough's dialogue. I thought the plot was nothing particularly special compared to his other movies, uh, but the dialogue was super fun. The directing was effective enough. Woody Harrelson was amazing as a supporting character. About uh, how much uh, screen time did Woody Harrelson get in the movie? Uh, it's like 40 to 50 minutes. Also about half of the movie. <laughs> All right. Why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> and they have no idea. They really they don't. Really don't. <laughs> but, it's, but it's like, it, it makes me think about like, if you're going on Jimmy Fallon, like Jim, you're going to go in, a, in the back room and then you're going to talk to Jimmy Fallon. You're going to have a conversation. And then when you get out to the, to the chair, you're going to have that exact conversation that you had before. Four. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're getting to practicing for when we're interviewed by Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. I do notice the second time around I was able to collect my thoughts a little bit better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. definitely. Helps. See, I stand in the mirror and I say everything that I'm about to say on the microphone for at least an hour before I record a podcast and then I actually say it. Okay. I'm going to call yeah. complete bullshit. Yeah. Of course. I, 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 <laughs> 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 I was like, okay, Brian, you do that? All right. <laughs> No fucking way. <laughs> anyway, Woody Harrison, amazing job. Francis McDormand. Mm-hmm. See, now I don't sound like an idiot because I didn't have to ask for that name. Now I don't sound as smart. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Francis McDormand, amazing job. Love Three Billboards, but mm. it gets an honorable mention. Mm. Uh, number 10, that yeah. would be Wonder Woman. Nice. Uh, pretty much for all of the same reasons that Chris put it at his whatever number it was for you. Uh, number number eight? 8 for me, yeah. yeah. Uh, fantastic job from Gal Gadot. Mm. Fantastic job directing from Patty Jenkins. Yes. I want to see her do more stuff. Same. Uh, and I'm excited that she directed a movie for DC because that means that this is a step in the right direction for DC. For DC, it is, yeah. Uh, so hopefully more Wonder Woman, hopefully more Patty Jenkins. Mm-hmm. 
and hopefully more female directors in general. Yes. I think that was a good step. Uh, Love Wonder Woman, number mm. 10. Uh, number nine, I'm going to give it to Blade Runner 2049. Uh, gorgeous cinematography, gorgeous writing, gorgeous pacing, um, gorgeous acting, and just a straight up, like, it's a three-hour ride, but goddamn is it a pretty three-hour ride. Nice. And I enjoyed myself watching the entire fucking thing, mm. and it was a very peaceful time, and I love Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford's dynamic. Where would you put, and this is something new, because um, I still mm. haven't seen the movie yet, but mm. um, Ryan Gosling, as far as his individual performance, and you've seen a number of Ryan Gosling yeah. movies, so I mean, like, where would you put that as far as his performance? It's between Drive. For me, Drive is like his best performance. Uh, that's up there for me too, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's tied with La La Land, Gosling. Mm. Okay, I, I got yeah. you. Yeah, I I enjoyed this performance as much as I liked this performance in La La Land. Okay, um, great fucking movie. Uh, it's just it's just good. Uh, good sci-fi, good neo noir. Yeah, uh, great settings, mm. amazing amazing ideas expressed through symbolism. Mm. Uh, probably one of the best, if not most successful movies that didn't do amazingly well in the box office, mm. but are immediately a cold hit nice. and will continue to do well for the next 10, 20 years. You know, I have to think back now. You know when we seen uh, the original Blade Runner? I think Jonathan yeah. might have been the one that told us to watch it. it. Yeah, when we, we went there and we was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, this shit is long. It's fucking boring. It's bullshit. It just seemed like an obligation. I'm, no, no, I'm no, a, right. I kind of share the same sentiments that you guys do with the original Blade no, Runner. But you were right to do so. But like, all right, so now with Blade Runner 2049 being a three-hour long movie and then imagine like some asshats are going to come along 20 years from now they're gonna watch the movie in their home or whatever and then be like why were people telling me to watch fucking blade runner 2049 <laughs> this is bullshit it's three hours long it's boring you know what i'm saying like now i kind of feel weird about how i shat on blade runner the original because like had i what if i was alive old enough to see that when it came out of the movie theater would i feel differently here's the thing know. you shouldn't feel bad because i mean blade it was bad runner, seen, blade runner it. was horrible i mean the original wasn't great was, it was horrible it wasn't great that, yeah, yeah. I, I i didn't really enjoy yeah. it that much yeah Blade Runner 2049. It's enjoyable? So good. I yeah, loved really Blade Runner. Nice. I loved the second one. Okay. Yeah. Like, I just don't think you should even compare them both. No, I, I nice. It's just different. I, I agree. I don't think that they're anywhere related to the same yeah. film. Okay. <laughs> like, Vision Web, I just took it and just brought it up to an entirely new Very movie. nice. That's good to hear. Um, so Don't, sacri- don't crucify us nerds. I know. I feel like <laughs> that movie gets so much love, the original. People suck suck that replicant dick. Just fucking <laughs> love it. Uh, anyway, fucking Blade Runner number nine, mm. Killing of a Sacred Deer. That yeah. would be number eight mm. for much the same reason that Mother made it into honorable mention. Mm. It was an anxious movie, uh, but it did it in exactly the opposite way mm. to Mother. It used clean, uh, wide angles, yeah, and it used a cool color palette, almost clinical. Whereas Mother used the warm, homey color palette mm. to produce anxiety with close-ups. Mm. Uh, Lanthimos did the exact opposite, essentially. And, 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 and said, here, have fucking have robotic dialogue that doesn't make sense. It's going to make you uncomfortable from the moment you s- someone starts talking. Mm. And the first 30 seconds of the movie are open-heart surgery. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, like, immediately... Real open-heart surgery. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's well, legit. It's, it's like cool. a close-up on a fucking heart. Yeah. Uh, so, you... Uh, Lanthimos unapologetically makes you uncomfortable in mm. Killing of a Sacred Deer. And I absolutely fucking love it. The kid whose name I don't remember, Barry something, mm-hmm. uh, has a weird fucking face. And he was perfect for the role. 
Um, cause he made, he was just on camera and I wanted to walk away out of the theater cause yeah. I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I really, his face in that movie, just like, Ugh. Right. there's a scene where he like eats spaghetti mm-hmm. and the way yes. he eats spaghetti, yes. is just like, Skin, like all over his face. Yeah. Just, oh, yo, use a napkin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, that scene where he eats spaghetti is actually like super tense. And part of the reason is cause he's got this weird fucking stupid face yeah. in there eating <laughs> spaghetti. Okay. Anyway, killing of a sacred deer. Number eight, fantastic movie. Go watch it. It's as effective as a horror movie as The Lobster is a comedy. Mm. Um, Lanthimos is just a good director. Number seven, John Wick 2. Uh, what else do I have to say about John Wick 2? Mm, Clearly uh, one of the best, if not the best, action franchise that's come out in the, in the last maybe ten years. At least uh, five, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, amazingly well choreographed. Oh, Keanu yeah. Reeves did an amazing job training for this movie, oh, yeah. and it fucking shows. He's yes. doing a lot of the choreography himself. Mm-hmm. The director knows how to represent action on screen. Yeah, and every time you watch it, you can't help but be like, "Holy fucking shit, that was awesome!" Yes, it was. And I've and I've watched John Wick two three times. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, so that gets a number seven. Uh, Get Out gets a number six. All right. Uh, for the, I burped at the same exact spot in the in the in the repeat and in Get Out. That's weird. I was being inhaling a lot of air talking about other movies. <laughs> All right. um, anyway, <laughs> Get Out. Uh, I think it's a fantastic horror comedy. Yeah. Uh, probably uh, we got it early on in the year too, which mm-hmm. was a bizarre thing. Very early. Yeah. Um. So I, I loved Get Out. I think Jordan Peele is a cool filmmaker, yes. and I want to see what else he's got mm-hmm. uh, after this movie. I love the social commentary, the comedy element, and the horror element. Mashed up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, the main actor, who I also don't know his last name, mm. uh, did an amazing job. And then the lady that... Is he going to be in anything? Yeah, he's going to be in Black Panther. <laughs> oh, he's going to be in Black Panther. <laughs> he's going to be in Black Panther. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady that played his girlfriend uh, was fucking terrifying mm. at some point in the movie. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. Uh, number five is going to be It. Ooh. For uh, pretty much the same reason Jonathan said it was. It's yeah. just amazingly well-composed horror movie. Yeah. Great uh, baddie. Big bad baddie. Yeah. Great cast and, uh, and the kids that they chose. Mm. I think Finn Wolfhard is probably my favorite child actor right now. Okay. Uh, so th- th- it was just fucking fun. Uh, super great sound design. Mm. Super impressive special effects. And it never once felt like I was watching a rehash of something else. Mm. Despite the fact that there's a book and there is an, 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 like a movie adaptation. A TV movie, yeah. yep. um, So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And I loved, uh, uh, I, I just, it was a good movie. Good yeah, horror movie. Yeah. It was terrifying. And uh, fuck clowns. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. My number four, it's Logan Noir. Uh, specifically the Noir version. Mm-hmm. I, I know you have Logan on your list, but I think the Noir version highlights how well the composition for Logan really is. And mm-hmm. I think that the, Best way to watch this movie is the Logan Noir version, because right. it, uh, it it helps with the tone of the movie, and it helps you really get into the emotion of what's happening on screen. Right. I think Logan Noir number four, number three, uh, Baby Driver. Yes, of course, Baby Driver is going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, best edited movie in such a long time. Very good. Uh, I absolutely fucking love it. Uh, Edgar Wright has been one of my favorite filmmakers since Shaun of the Dead. Mm. So unless he makes until he makes a bad movie, I'm right there with him. Uh, and yep. I think Baby Driver was probably his most visually appealing work so far. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I and think pretty easily. Yeah. Same. And he's a, he's fantastic with comedy. Yep. And Edgar Wright does this thing where he participates in the genre that he's making fun of, mm-hmm. which I fucking love, and it's fantastic. Yeah. The only the only movie he's ever made that I wasn't like I gotta see more of this was The World's End, same. and I paid to see that, and I wasn't upset. 
Yeah. You know, so I mean, it was he's, still an okay movie. Yeah, it was. What was the name of the movie? The World's End. Oh, that was his most recent one before. Before this one, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've never seen that one. It's not bad. It's not bad, but yeah. it's not but, as great. But as he the, did Hot Fuzz movie. and Shaun of the Dead. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hot Fuzz is probably one of my favorites. That's awesome. It's such a good movie. That's fucking great. Um, so number two, we mm. have Lady Bird. Yes. Uh, I just saw this movie today, and mm. I kind of fucked up my entire list. Yeah. Uh, bumped off. It bumped Star Wars: The Last Jedi off of my list. Mm. Uh, it's just a, a great emotional. It's a coming of age drama, pretty much like anyone you've seen, comparable to like Edge of Seventeen. Mm-hmm. But unlike Edge of Seventeen, I feel like Lady Bird uh, is a lot more realistic in oh, the way yeah. it presents its characters. Mm-hmm. The situation is more relatable, and Lady Bird herself is a much more human character, mm. uh, and sort of you kind of understand her a lot better than you would say Haley Steinfeld from Edge of Seventeen. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and Greta Gerwig did a great job writing and directing this movie. Mm. It's it, uh, I would describe it even as kind of like anti-cinematic because none of the shots yes. were really trying to impress you with yeah, what they were going for. Well, the, the, except for the editing, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Cin- as far as cinematography, yeah, they're not trying to impress you, right? Yeah, and they just they just kind of wanted to show you the emotion of what was happening, let mm. you take that in and then move on to the next scene. Mm. Mm. And I cried multiple times throughout the entire movie. I cried like four times through the whole fucking thing. Mm. Uh, so I left that cinema a little bit of a fucking wreck. Yeah. Uh, Lady Bird, go watch it. Oh yes. Um, my number one, it's obviously The Shape of Water, uh, Guillermo del Toro's latest movie. It's a, it's a. Why would uh, Shape of Water be your number one movie? It's a, it's fucking enchanting mm-hmm. and it's lovely and it's one of the most gorgeously romantic movies that I've seen. Solly Hawkins' performance. Has been my favorite my favorite performance, and I don't know how long. Mm. Like there hasn't been a movie in a while that made me go like that guy. I fucking love that guy in mm. the movie. Uh, Solly Hawkins was that guy in The Shape of Water. I loved her whole like her expressiveness. I loved how she communicated ideas. I loved everything about her. She was a sort of adorable rebel. Uh, the scene where she said "fuck you" to General mm-hmm. Saad was probably my favorite scene. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you keep preferring him to General Saad. General Saad. Yeah. It's the only thing I've known him as. <laughs> it's He's in a like bunch of stuff. Boardwalk yeah. Empire is the only thing I know him from. Yeah. And every oh, one of those stuff, wow. I call him General Saad. And He's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. yeah. You seen Boardwalk Empire? No. Let's see, but both of those characters, him and the uh, the doctor that's kind of balding, you know, mm-hmm. talking about he gets killed uh, by General Saad. <laughs> yeah. yeah him, both of those are both those guys are in uh, Boardwalk Empire. Nice. Okay. Very good show. Uh, I think The Ship of Water is probably the, the most romantic, enchanting, gorgeously written and produced film of 2017. Mm. Uh, and, and that's kind of Guillermo's thing, that sort of romantic fantasy. Yeah. Uh, and the soundtrack was gorgeous. Richard yes. Jenkins did a great job. Oh, yes. Is it your pick for best picture? I think so. Yeah. You think so? Mm-hmm. I think in terms of cinematography, definitely so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it best uh, original screenplay, uh, best picture, and it may get a bit for um, what's the uh, not wardrobe but uh, costume design, not even costume what? design. Um, I'm trying like set design, set design. Set design yeah. yeah. I also take this moment to bring up that there were a couple movies that we didn't get, none of us got the chance to see that mm. right. most likely would have probably made our list or maybe even our honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, that is Phantom Thread. Yep. Um, yes. The Paul Thomas Anderson movie and Daniel Day Lewis's last movie before he officially retires. Call me are by you, your are name. You, are, you buy, are you buying that? that he's That's what he retire? said. I mean, I don't have any other reason to think otherwise. But, no, so I'll, and, he's, and he's in his 60s. Yeah. He's a legend anyway. Yes, he is. Uh, Call Me By Your Name is yeah. also a humongous uh, fan favorite and Oscar favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, unfortunately, it didn't get a wide release. Yeah. Right, so so we di- can say. And I'm not a, pl- tor- a pirate 
pirate or pirate mm-hmm. pirate. Pirate. You I'm not a criminal, is what I'm trying <laughs> to say. Oh, 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 look at this guy. He's too good. And uh, Molly's Game uh, yeah. from Aaron Sorkin. Is that his uh, directorial debut? I believe so. Oh. You know, of course he wrote it, and mm-hmm. he's a, an, excellent he screen, an excellent screenwriter. So that yeah. probably would have made the list. Yeah, it is. All right. So, all right. Yep. So that, um, that is it. Let's do the comparative score. <laughs> um, so if you guys uh, listen to our um, 2016 in review, seeing how we did it last year, um, we take the other uh, scores of the the movies and we average them out. So we're dividing them by three. Uh, here's an example. So like, say a movie that Brian picked and Jonathan picked, and a movie that I didn't pick. Uh, so something like it. Uh, Brian rated it his number five movie. Uh, Jonathan had it his number one movie, and it wasn't on my list, so it will be number eleven. So you take eleven plus one plus five, and then equal that out and then uh, divide it up and then you get your score. Alright, so these are our top nine movies collectively for what we have for the best movies of 2017. Uh, number nine was Wonder Woman. Yep. Uh, number eight is Blade Runner 2049. Number seven, Logan. Logan or Logan Noir, whichever. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six is Get Out. Number five is It. Number four, The Disaster Artist. And number three, this is a sexy-ass goddamn top three. Even the top five. Matter of fact, the whole no. list is sexy. I that mean, is, really. That is a good list. <laughs> it's a fucking nice list. Um, but uh, coming in to number three is a Ladybird. Uh, number two, Baby Driver. And number one, The Shape of Water. It was a good year for movies. It really was. I can't say, because 2017, 2016 kind of sucked. It was rough. Yeah. It was um, rough. We had, a, we had a good year mm. in the winter months this year. Yes. Because the summer was fucking rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But. Sorry, Captain Underpants didn't make it in. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. You guys are going to watch it, right? Uh, maybe. I've, I've seen Captain Just say no, Brian. No, Just I mean, say no, it. I'm not going to watch it. Kevin Hart did his thing, voicing an animated character. I mean, it's, it's, it's all right. Who did that? Kevin Hart. Tron, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm done with Kevin. Anyway, uh, that's the, our fucking year on, in recap 2017. Yes. Not a bad year for movies. Our second year in the podcast, that's over like 70 movies watched this year alone. It is a, it's been a fucking wild ride. We will see you in 2018 for the next episode. And I guess I guess this episode technically releases 2018. Yeah. Doesn't it? Dude, you ought to just... I'll, I'll talk to you after we just are off the air. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, see you in 2018. Uh, but before we do that... Yeah. What... I don't, uh, I don't, okay, well, all right. Uh, before we do that, we're going to cut, and then we'll come right back with uh, the oh! television. And, uh, and, then we'll s- and then we'll properly say goodbye. <laughs> yes. I've done that before, so it didn't register that I hadn't done it. We're going to cut the episode, and then we're going to mm-hmm. come back for the television and movie premieres. You ready? Mm, boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. You remember they used to play that in like all the 80s movies? <laughs> I still love that. Um, but uh, this is uh, television and movie premieres from Tuesday, January the 2nd through Monday, January the 8th. Uh, the first television show is going to be Wednesday, January the 3rd. It is 911. It's a drama on Fox at 9 p.m. It's a I'm sorry, isn't that just. Is it 911 or 911? Call me some. Um, it's separated digits, so nine one one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but nine one one is a drama on uh, Fox at nine p.m. It's a Ryan Murphy's latest series. is not an anthology, but something a bit more conventional, a procedural co-created by Murphy, Murphy along with his American Horror Story collaborators. So that's nine one one Wednesday, January the third, an anthology series that's kind of like not. 
Uh, so check that out if you want to. <laughs> that anthology series, that's kind of like... Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's that. Uh, but the next thing is um, it's going to be on NBC, 9 p.m. It's a drama, The Blacklist. Reason this is on here, like whenever is I... Is that show still fucking happening? It, it, it very much is. The goddamn Blacklist? I can really? tell you why. I can still? tell you why. What yes. the, please enlighten me. Yes. Because I fucking watched the first season of this, and I thought it was so fucking garbage. This, this, God damn it, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is why. Like, anytime that I, like, hang out with yeah. people or just if I'm in a room with anybody for longer than, like, 30 seconds, I don't really have much to talk about besides the things that I'm doing all the time, which is watching television and movies. Yeah. You know, so then I'll ask the person, like, what if, if you were to tell me what is the best movie of all time that I have to see, you know, or what is the television show that's on right now that I have to see? And a number of times I've gotten people say the blacklist and it's not coming from, you know, people, I don't don't know. It's like, I don't want to shit on people, but it's just like, you see the type of people that are going to say certain type of movies and certain type of television shows and people are the same type of people that say how to get away with fucking murder. And what was it? What was the other one? The, the know, fucking the Kardashians uh, and all of that stuff. I mean, the, the reason bullshit television shows are on. I mm. mean, it just is what it is. It was the same lady that wrote How to Get Away with Murder. She wrote another it's show. About scandal. Scandal. I don't, I don't scandal. How to Get Away with Murder and mm. Blacklist. Fucking fall on the same list for me. Mm. Fucking mm. hate those shows. Mm. I mean, it's like it's, 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 it's not my cup of tea. But the same thing with um, like The Flash and uh, Gotham <laughs> and all those like say, seriously it's yeah. like you you ask what they're like oh you gotta watch Gotham you gotta watch The Flash and then it's like for me I'm like this is garbage you know but for you you love it and there's a lot of people yeah. that do love those shows so season, I mean, season one and two of Arrow mm-hmm. were good after that it went to trash yeah, yeah. and there's, yeah. there's people that still think it's great there's still people that think that Walking Dead is great right now like right now Right now, <laughs> so so Stop. I'm just saying it's like I, I, under, I understand it. I understand why it's on television and why people. I mean, but it is what it is. Stop. But that's that's the blacklist. It's a drama on uh, on NBC 8 p.m. I feel, I think I genuinely think that part of the reason why I hate The Walking Dead is because mm. there, there used to be a girl at school mm. that every time I would walk into the fucking classroom mm. every Monday, the first thing she would ask me is just like, "Did you see the new episode of Walking yeah. Dead?" You're talking about Kate. Yeah. yeah, and I would say I didn't want to fucking say a name. What the fuck, Kate? Yeah, man, shit. Why not? <laughs> uh, but uh, every time I would fucking walk in, yeah. she would ask me about the episode, and I would say, no, I don't watch The Walking Dead. Yeah. And then she would proceed to, to fucking talk about, about it to me yeah. for fucking 40 minutes. Stop. Stop. No one cares. Speak, speaking, no of one stop, cares. speaking of stop, yeah. we are like in an enclosed room, in a small <laughs> enclosed room, and Jonathan has just been airing us out for the past like 10 minutes just like airing it out like the first one was cute the first one was cute was like all right all right, you know. all right that's a fart it happened <laughs> but it's completely like smoking us out right now no smoking i, I can't smell so i, I can't smell it either but it's like yeah. but i heard it i so. had that gift <laughs> smell as far loud but not deadly <laughs> all right so that's, that's that's the blacklist is going to be on wednesday january the 3rd on nbc 8 p.m here's a novel idea mm-hmm. don't don't watch that one. Just don't do it. Uh, don't do it. We don't need it. So uh, The Walking Dead's television. trash now? Yeah, it's always been trash. You've always not liked it. <laughs> I've liked it at some point. Because it was a very good show. The, the first season is one of the best first television shows. That's, that's the one season I like. All right. <laughs> All right. But uh, we're not... Sorry, yes. go, you go can't say garbage. anything. You haven't watched I I watched the first of... season. There's eight seasons. Yeah, yeah, I watched the first season and half of the second, and I hated it. Why? Okay, but you can't. I, I know. It's, you yeah. can only say I've, like I've so much, I've had those much, arguments. Though. I've had the arguments. I'm not going back. 
it's not worth it. <laughs> Grownish. <laughs> the next, the next show. I love how you're like still having to get in. Like, it's not a good show. <laughs> you were here the last time I talked about that. It was like if you read the first chapter of a book and yeah. then you wanted to tell me about a book, and I was just like, I don't. Eh. Yeah. I, I feel like I've read enough information about the Walking Fucking Dead to know that I don't need to watch season Wait, three no. to fucking like, eight. I'm just gonna to do yeah, it. Like I, yeah. <laughs> to do it. Sorry, this is the anger that I couldn't get out in the first part of the episode. Mm. I'm just walking that it's just a vehicle, because fuck that show. All right. Go ahead. Uh, the next thing is going to be Gronish. It's a comedy on the Freeform channel. Uh, if anybody's seen the show Blackish, uh, Gronish is a spinoff of that show with uh, Anthony Anderson. Uh, this one is, like I said, it's a spinoff, Gronish. It's a comedy on Freeform, 8 p.m. on Wednesday, January the 3rd. It's got Anthony Anderson in it? No, he's going to be appearing, but he's not starring in it, though. So is it like starring the kids or something? Uh, starring, I think, like the oldest kid or something like that. Blackish is new. How are they already spinning off a show that hasn't even been on the air that long? Because there is a large part of the black community that watches that show. But is the show, what I'm saying, is Blackish over? No, they're like four seasons out. But they're still going? Yes. Okay, that makes more sense. Oh, okay, okay yeah. You know I thought like Blackish was already over. And they're just oh, like, no, 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 no. They did okay. the same thing with, uh, with the Cosby show. They had the Cosby show going, then they had the show called A Different World. Anybody? I mean, that's not a spin-off I saw the Cosby, Cosby show. show. It actually is, because you have Denise, who is um, the Huxtable's uh, daughter, and then she goes off to Hillman, the, the school that you know uh, Dr. Dr. Huxtable went to, and then they show uh, the, the... God damn it, y'all got, got me twisted up. So the Cosbys, they ended up going to the college and seeing Denise while she's there. You know, So I feel like that's a spin-off when you have the exact same characters, same names. and That's know. definitely a spin-off. Yeah. All right. What? <laughs> I just never thought it was. I mean, yeah, it definitely was, yeah. Mm. Uh, but that's uh, that's grownish. Uh, the next one is the X Files. It's a uh, hey, drama fuck sci-fi. Yeah, for the X Files. Yeah, uh, the X Files. It's a uh, drama sci-fi on Fox at 8 p.m. Uh, the 10-episode second season of the revived series returns the original cast led by David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. Love right. Gillian Anderson and David. Yes. That's going to be pretty nice. Yeah. That's, uh, that is it for that day. The next one's going to be Thursday, January the 4th. Um, this is a really good show. I guess they're going into season three at this point, or if they had the halfway mark or season two, but it's The Good Place. Okay. It's a comedy on NBC at 8.30. It's one of those network television shows. It's not going to you know win any awards. It's not critically great, but you know it, it's a time killer. It's one of those things that you can turn the TV on, and it'll keep you company. So What happened to just jerking off? Instead mm-hmm. of like watching bad television, I prefer bad television. I think. <laughs> Whatever. Because I, I mean, because I, mean, I can't jerk off for so many times. I mean, you know? I, I mean, no, I mean, some people can. I mean, I don't know. It's like if I, I jerk off once. And you then also have mentioned that you have this tendency to where, like, if you start something, you have to finish, have to finish it. it. Yeah, and I just completionist. Can't, yeah, I can't get into no, that. I'm not man. Into it. I'm just like, even if you don't like it. Because there was a reason I'm watching it in the first place. So if it's like, if it's a Christopher Nolan movie, then it's like, I'm like, all right, I know everything about Christopher Nolan. I know who's involved. So there's something here. You know, like, same thing with Mother. It's like, I'm like, all right, I know Javier Bardem. I know, I know the director. I know this. So there, there's something here. Even though I didn't like it, I didn't walk out 30 minutes into it and be like, fuck, you know? I just, I got to finish. I don't know. No, anyway. I, I, I finish movies. I'm totally okay with dropping television shows like they're hot potatoes. I don't give a shit. But go ahead. Uh, I want to fucking finish my goddamn list. Go ahead. 
Oh, you're talking about the... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jerry just fell in like, oh, I no, shut no, the I'll, fuck up. I want to go through my fucking list. I was, I was thinking about the television show thing, about the, the book and television. Yeah, and, no. Anyway, uh, but that's that's a good place. It's a comedy, NBC, 8.30 at 8, or 8.30 p.m. Uh, the next thing is going to be Friday, January the 5th. Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee is finally coming to Netflix. Nice. Oh, cool. Yep. That's a great show. Well, it when, really when's is. it coming? Uh, it's going to be Friday, January the 5th. Okay. Uh, that's a great show. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It's super good. I mean, you can pick just like five or six episodes of people that you know that are on there, and it's fucking awesome. I, I know it's awesome. I just haven't seen it because I don't have cable telly. So oh, I don't like, I'm excited for it to go on Netflix. It's never been on cable television. So not, it's on YouTube? No, it's on, it was on Crackle, an internet channel before, and now it's on Netflix. Who the fuck has Crackle? Nobody has Crackle. I'm saying it's just on the internet. It's on the internet. Go just, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you have, do you have cable now? No. But I still don't have it either. Like, no, it's so, it's so fucking expensive. Z- there's zero point having cable. That's ridiculous. Streaming's taking over. I mean, I want fiber though. You don't want fiber? Mm. I want Google Fiber. Yeah. I don't care about television. I want the. I mean, their service is only thirty dollars more. So like, you're paying seventy dollars for like the internet. Then I'm like, all right, thirty dollars, I'll pay for television. Yeah. No. No. Save yourself thirty dollars. I, like, I like television though. I guess you're right. Yeah. Television. <laughs> I like that you have. You're, I like that I'm in. I don't know. Television just has a way of just zapping. Suck, it does zap sucking you, you in, and that I, don't, was, I don't like that. That was my babysitter. Like that was my mother grandmother like that was the person that kept me company like the majority like and that's where i'm still find like pleasure in and comfort now like we were talking about earlier just like being alone with yourself yeah. like that being alone i never had to experience that for a long time because i had the tv right. you know so then one day when you turn the tv off and there was no phones or computers really for you know you turn everything off and turn off all the noise and just have to sit with yourself and realize that you hate yourself <laughs> like i mean seriously i mean that's the yeah. way that i felt you know just and why do i make these decisions why do i know this is not the right thing that I but I can continue to do it anyway mm-hmm. you know it's I don't know it just is what it is so like the television was always a good way of just like uh, before I was able to smoke weed or and just get high for a minute and just forget about it all or yeah. before I was able to have a shot of alcohol or whatever and you know get away from that television was that that numbing agent it was, it was a coping, it was a coping mechanism. <laughs> very much so yeah. so um yeah. Yeah. That, that that sticks with me but that's um that's Friday, January the fifth, Netflix on Netflix, comedians in cars getting coffee, Jerry Seinfeld. Um, the next thing is going to be Sunday, January the seventh, the seventy fifth annual Golden Globes Award. Uh, Seth Meyers, anybody like Seth Meyers? No. You don't like Seth Meyers? No. He's a nice guy. Why don't you like Seth Meyers? I don't like his comedy. He's not a bad guy. Like I don't hear him well, as a guy. I personally I don't. don't I don't really ever hear much about his show, but okay. I loved him on SNL. Me too. Yeah. All right, but um, that's that is the uh, the Golden Globe Awards. Uh, I, I enjoy award shows. I mean, I'll be checking out that, but um, it's gonna be pretty boring. Uh, the next thing is gonna be the shy. <laughs> it's um, it's I just sh- realized that you said it was gonna be pretty boring. I was just like, oh. <laughs> I mean, they are award yeah, yeah. shows are boring. They're kind of awful. yeah. Is, is yeah, but um, the shy is uh is gonna be a show on Sunday, January the seventh. It's on Showtime at ten p.m. It's an ensemble drama set in Southside Chicago, and it comes from the Master of None co-star Lena White. Y'all seen Master of None? No. Jonathan? Is she the black woman? Yeah. She's in uh, Ready Player One. Oh, nice. oh yes. We, Spielberg. What do you think? Are you are you going to go see this movie? Ready Player One? Yes. Absolutely. That is the most anticipated. I am anticipating that movie like none other. I cannot fucking wait. We were I'm talking gonna, about it last week, actually. Yeah. I'm going to read the book mm. first. I have no I can't believe it's a book. Like, that just I've seems already, like. I read the book years ago. It's not that great. Really? I just like wonder what they're going to put. What, what, what would be in the book to make it. You know, it's just interesting because it just seems like such a visual type of story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, uh, that's uh, The Shy. It's a drama going to be on Showtime at 10 p.m. It's also starring, um, let's see, people from the, the television show Dope and the movie Straight Outta Compton. 
I'm interested to see what she does. I mean, seeing that she's from Chicago. Uh, the next show, the same day, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, this show has been doing very, very well. It's on CBS All Access. If you don't have CBS All Access, then you got to steal it from the fire stick. Is that season two? Uh, season, um, I believe they did a uh, they did a mid-season cut. Oh, okay, like so, the hiatus? Yeah, yeah, the hiatus. So um, we got eight episodes before, and now we're going to get another eight episodes, I hope. Cool. Uh, it's been going really, really well. Um, but that's Star Trek Discovery. The next thing is Monday, January the 8th. I hope we all collectively watch this. Uh, this is David Bowie, The Last Five Years. It's a documentary music on uh, HBO at 8 p.m. Um, I mean, as, as we know, I mean, it's been documented. Uh, David Bowie uh, knew he was on his way out. I yeah. mean, he, he gave us an amazing album. Was it a Black Star? Was the name of it? Yeah, Black Star. Great album. And, I mean, if with him knowing that he was on his way out and giving us that album, I want to see this documentary just to see exactly how much of his final moments he documented and how was he able to express himself and come to terms with like the ultimate demise, you know? But um Did you know did you know that his son's like a pretty prolific director? No. Really? His son directed Moon. <gasps> Holy shit. Moon? I lo- Sam Dun- Rockwell Moon. Love that's my top ten movie of all time. Seriously. Dun- I've never seen Moon, but I've heard great things. Whoa. Duncan Jones is David Bowie's son and he directed he also directed Source Code. He directed Warcraft, and he's oh, directing. Wow. Uh, I had no idea. I just now found out about it yesterday because David, <laughs> his son is starting a book club for David Bowie. David Bowie was like a very avid reader. Yeah. Right. So now that Duncan Jones is like redoing all the books that, because uh, David Bowie put out a list, hundred greatest books. Yeah. Right. That you should read that he personally picked. So, so now they're doing going. Like, like a book club on that list? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Sheesh. All right. Yeah, no idea he was a director and he directed Moon. Uh, you got to see that movie. Moon. I know. I've, 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 heard, I've heard about it for years. Love. Like, I, I, it's hard, I'm hard pressed to see a science fiction movie that can fit that much uh, stuff of morality into it. Uh-huh. I mean, the story is awesome. The science fiction aspect is awesome. Great movie. The acting is great. Sam Rockwell, please definitely check that out. But that's a Monday, January the 8th. David Bowie, The Last Five Years what's of it, HBO. What's it come on HBO? HBO, 8 p.m. Cool. Uh, so let's see. That's it for television shows. We only have About two movies. fucking time. It yeah. was, that was a long television list. It God was. Damn. It really was. <laughs> uh, the, for, for movies, we have uh, we only have two movies this week, and it's the top of the year, so you're not going to get very good movies at the beginning of I'm pretty sure I know which one, like what the first one is, or one of them is at least. Uh, the first one, it looks like uh, a remake that they're bringing back to the theaters called In Between. It's uh, three Palestinian women living in an apartment. Uh, they're trying to find balance between traditional and modern culture. Uh, that has an 80, minute, uh, 80 meta score. Check that out if you may. And the only real wide release is Insidious, that The Last Key. Yeah, it's a PG-13 movie, 103-minute oh, runtime. Oh, God, Brian. R.I.P. What? Well, actually, you're at the bar. Yeah. AMC is... Un, any movie theater is unbearable when like horror insi- movies, movie, PG thirteen horror movies. Oh. Insidious for sure is gonna be a kids. humongous straw. A bunch yeah. of fucking yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's PG thirteen, hundred three minute runtime. It's um, I mean, fuck, you guys know what this shit is like. Yeah. It's 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 a. Is it, is it the fourth one? Uh, it doesn't say which which. I'm pretty sure it's the fourth Insidious. It yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I'm not excited. I, for I it. didn't hate the first. Th- I didn't even hate the other three. I like the first one. They're just kind I of unmemorable. I mean, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. 
Um, and before I'm done here for, I don't, I'm sure you guys don't, you're not big on television, but if you guys are watching television out here, um, quickly running down what I feel like was the best television shows of 2017, Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, The Handmaid's Tale, The Deuce, Black Mirror, Master of None, Mindhunter, Glow, The Crown, Fargo, Insecure, BoJack Horseman, Orange is the New Black, Star Trek Discovery, and Atlanta. The Black Mirror get a yeah. two seasons this year. Uh, this year, two seasons. Because uh, I know they just released the one that just came out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if season three came out this year. Or season three came out last in twenty sixteen. Yeah, I'm talking about this year. Yeah. Okay, I just didn't because they just came out, so I didn't. Last Friday. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just didn't think you would have already watched it. You wouldn't think that I would have already watched it. Have you already watched all of the Black Mirror? Of course I have. God damn, dude. What? You I, destroy d- TV shows. I say this on the show very I know, all the time. I know, like, it's just, I know. It's just like... <laughs> I'm a weirdo. I don't. If I'm not with people, I am doing nothing but taking in the content. Like, not even joking. I, I, I started watching the first episode. Yeah. I couldn't finish because I had to go to work. It looked, it looked fun. Yeah. I'm just really bad at television shows. Mm. I'm just bad at it. I want to be. Anyway, is that it? Yes. Today's episode, calling it close. All right, that's today's episode. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS Podcast, Facebook at the FFS Podcast. You can find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play Music App, and iTunes Podcast, podcast app. Under the name for film's sake, my personal Twitter handle is at Brian Archilla. I'm at a T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. Hey, hey Jonathan, <laughs> thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> is there anywhere we could uh, find you on social media or anything like that? No, thanks. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Jonathan. It was fun to hear your weird-ass fucking list. Yeah. I'm into it. Uh, <laughs> Let's call it what it is. That was a weird-ass list. I mean, come, come on. Like, like, what? What the fuck? It's a great list. I mean, uh, you know, it was there. I know a lot of you probably haven't seen 47 Meters Down or Captain Underpants. Watch them. Open up your mind. A cure for wellness. Yeah. Cure great, for wellness. I want to watch. Great movies. Go watch them. Cool. I'm gonna watch Brixby's Bear because it's in your top five. Brixby Bear. Yeah. Really never heard of that. Yep. So yep. here's that. Yep. All right, bye. Anyway, cheers. Take it easy.